Okay, Bokertov. Today's daf is daf Chafav in Rosh Hashanah. Says the Mishnah, <clears throat> all kinds of horns are okay to blow shofar with, except that of a cow. It's not called a shofar, it's called a karen, as we'll see in the Gemara's one of the Apostles. Um, Rabbi Yosef says, Horn is just another word for a shofar. As shofars we'll see, it's got, is, what is that? It's a horn that's hollowed on the inside like a shvoferis, like a tube. The ones that are that are filled inside, that are that are that are not that are not uh, hollow inside, are not good for blowing. So the Pasuken Yoshua says, when they blast the horn of the yovel, the yovel we'll see as a ram. So when they blast the horn of the yovel, but the point is they're all called Karen. So don't tell me just because that of a a para para is a is a cow or an ox, uh, just because it's called a. Um, uh, just because that's called Karen doesn't mean it's not a chauffeur. All chauffeurs are also called Karen. So therefore, Biosi says basically any kind of chauffeur that's hollowed on the inside, any horn is okay. So Shapra come Rabiosi, the Gemara says Rabiosi, the Chari give him a good answer. Why did the, the, the Chachamim say in the Tanakhama mission say that all chauffeurs are okay except that of a para? Because a para is not called chauffeur, it's called a Karen. So, but, but he says all, all chauffeurs are called Karen. Brabon and Kola chauffeurs, Iku chauffeur. The Ikru Karen. All shofars are called shofar and they're called Karen. But that of a para, the para, Karen Ikru shofar. All other shofars are called shofar and they're called Karen. That of a para is only called Karen, it's not called shofar. You're right. He says all shofars are called Karen. In other words, all shofars are called Karen, but not all Karens are called shofar. And the par and the horn of a para, or this the cow, what even means of an ox. That it's uh, uh, even though it's called Karen, it's it's called Karen, but it's not called Shofar. All of the Shofars are called Shofar, and they're called Karen. That of a of a par is only called Karen. Shofar Liki. The Chassid says, "Bechor Shoro Hadolo, his firstborn ox will be an adornment for him." Bekarne Reim Karnov, and its horns are those of a Reim. A Reim is like a uh, a, an, a, a, a an ox or 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 a goat. Uh, it's like a, a wild goat. So um, the point is, you see that it's a called carrot. It's not called chauffeur. The the the, uh, the the its cronim are called its horns are called horns and not called chauffeur. Rabbi Yosef Those of a cow are also called chauffeur, not just called carrot. It should be good to Hashem, better than a shore par. Now, what does it mean a shore par? Shore means an ox, and a par means an ox. It means the same thing. Im shore, lo par. If you call a shore, why you call the par? Im par lo shore. Elamai shore par. What does it mean? Shore par. Mi shofar. Ah, see the word. You put the word together. Shore par is like shofar. Shore par. It's like shofar. In other words, if to say that that of an ox is also called a shofar. That's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. The Rabbanan who don't learn that way, they say that the horn of a of a ox is only called carrot. It's not called shofar. Rabbanan. My shore par. Why is it called shore par? He's saying my feel should be greater to Hashem, greater than the ox that he made unbracious. Meaning, see, a shore is a a, a, a female, a bull, a male. A shore is a bull, an ox. A shore, a bull or an ox are the same thing. But a shore, it's already called a shore from the time that it's born. As it says, shore o kesev o eis ki volet. As soon as it's born, it's called a shore. Whereas a par means a, a big one, like three years old. So he's my shore par, shu gadol kapar. Meaning that when Hashem made the first ox in, in Bracious, he already made it as, as big as a three-year-old. That's what means a shore par, that he's 
that it should be greater to me, my field should be greater to Hashem than a shore who was first, the shore of Bracious, when it was born, was already the size of a three-year-old. Right, so the reason then we're saying over here, right, the rabbis say that you may not use the ox, the ox's horn for blowing a shofar on Rosh Hashanah is because it's not called a shofar, it's called a karen. Now another opinion. You know why you can't use the shor, the uh, the uh, ox, the ox's uh, horn on Rosh Hashanah, not because it doesn't fit into the words, because it's simply improper. Or this is another reason. At least another reason is because, as he says, why can't a kohen wear his golden uh, garments into the Karche Karashim on Yom Kippur? When he goes to the Karche, why does he wear white garments? He doesn't wear the gold ones. Why not? to do the service because the gold reminds us of the golden calf, the Egel Azov. And it's improper for a prosecutor to become the defendant now. In other words, you know, it doesn't look too good. Oh, you're coming with the gold? That will remind us of uh, the golden calf. So it's improper. What do you mean? You don't, because if that's the case, therefore you don't wear gold into the base of meat, into the cushion because it reminds us of the Egel Azov. So par. Why do you use the dampar? Dampar. What is a par? An ox, which is a big, you know, a, a an adult calf, which is like the eagle's up. Why do we use the blood of the par? Because it doesn't look like an animal anymore. It's just a cup of blood. It doesn't look. It doesn't remind us of the animal. But we still have gold on the aron and the kaporas, the cover and the kruv and the in the in the the kruvim there have. Gold. So what do you mean? If that's the case, why do we have gold in the base of Mikdash Bechlal? If gold is going to remind us of the Eglazov, so then Sechotah Bayakrafi. And we're speaking about, it reminds us, the sinner who's bringing the Karbonas. You know, a few years ago, you brought the Eglazov, and now you're, now you're showing up again. That's what reminds us. We're not talking about adornments. Obviously, gold is the nicest metal that they have, the most expensive metal that they have. So we want to use gold. We want to use the blood to be Mechaper, Damu right? But in terms of you, you showing up, you know, don't show up to me with the same kind of stuff that you wore then, or that you returned something from minus the Eglazov. What about here? You, you bring in the spoon and the censer with the uh, ashes on it into Lufnaiv Lufnaiv, and that's made out of gold. And here you bring in, this is We were talking about the, the, the sinner shouldn't adorn himself with it. In other words, he shouldn't wear clothes made out of gold, he shouldn't look that way, etc. Here he's just talking about the utensils. That's, that, that doesn't remind us that he goes off. Well, he could big days of machutz, but he does wear the golden clothes outside. Outside meaning outside of the Koshe Kodashim. The answer is We're talking about coming into the holiest place on earth into the Koshe Kodashim, wearing gold, which will remind us of, of, of the Egoes of. That's improper. So the chauffeur, so you said, that's okay on the outside, so why can't you use, we're saying, what's the reason why you can't use a chauffeur of a cow or an ox? Because it's going to take gloves off, because it's, it's going to remind take gloves off. So why did the golden clothes that the coin girl wears outside also remind us? Well, that's outside. Well, the chauffeur's also outside. You're not taking the chauffeur inside the country. Isn't it also that he wears white because we don't know if he's going to survive? Yeah, uh, that, that well, no, 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 no,
Well, that's why he wears bells, you know, so we can hear them. But right. uh, the white is for atonement, for the color for of atonement. atonement. Right. But he wasn't. He doesn't wear the gold because ain't could take you know because you don't want the prosecutor because they must remind us of, of that. You're right. The other one is the white one. The white one is like the you know, Kippur that. Uh, if our sins will be as red, Hashem will whiten them. It's to remind us of that. But why not also the gold? Or why not the gold inside? You wear the gold outside because ain't can take an Asasanegar. So what about the shofar's also outside? It's who since the shofar is to remind, right, to, to remind Hashem of who we were and etc. and our and our, uh, our our merits. So keeping the Zikarnu, keeping It's also for us to remember, right? Remember, Hashem should, we want Hashem to remember the good things. So keeping the Zikarnu, keeping Therefore, it's like it's like on the inside. So so he's saying over here that the reason, the reason why the Mishnah says you can't use that of a cow is because you shouldn't have the prosecutor should not become the defendant. If you if he if you're gonna if you're gonna wear if you're gonna blow a chauffeur of a cow or or a bull an ox, it's gonna remind us the eagle is off. And since it's the Lizikaron, even though it's outside, it's like, it, it's like you know, you're serving throughout the whole land, including the Koshikoshim. I have a ton of Karen Kamar. That's a nice reason. You say the reason you shouldn't use that, I forgot, but the Mishnah says, The Mishnah didn't give you a reason. So you're trying to explain the Mishnah, saying, Why you can't you use that of a cow? Because it's going to remind us of the Egel Hazal. Nice reason, but the mission doesn't say that. The, the, the mission itself says the reason is because it's Karen. It's not a chauffeur, it's called a Karen. I have a tiny mission Karen Kamar. This is Chad of Kamar. He's giving you two reasons. The first reason is that's assumed. You don't, you, the prosecutor doesn't become the defendant. It's Ramana Say goes up. But Odin, the second reason is Meshu Karen. Also, because it's also another reason is because it's called the Karen, it's not called the chauffeur. Rabbi Yossi or Malacha, Rabbi Yossi, what is his opinion? He says you could use that of a cow. He says, the Kamar ain't taking a second This that you said that you can't hear saying, honey, that's on the inside in the Kachikarashim, the high shofar. It's like the argument we gave. Why isn't the shofar on the outside? So, we, so the Rabbana said, yeah, but at the sense of it's Zikaron, it's like it's on the inside. Rabbi Yossi doesn't accept that argument. He says, yeah, you're right. This is saying, that's only on the inside here, it's on the outside. And this that you said, Meshu, Karen, because it's the corner, and it's not, it's called a, a, a corn or a Karen, it's called a horn rather than a chauffeur. Call a chauffeur, it's not Miku Karen, as he said, all chauffeurs are called Karen, as it says, Mshof, but Karen, Hayofel. That's a chauffeur. That, that's a chauffeur of an eye of a ram, the ram's horn, that's what we call a chauffeur, the ram's horn, and yet it's called Karen. So all chauffeurs are also called Karen. There are abundant argue, though, chauffeurs are called Karen, but not all Karens are called chauffeur. And that's, that's referring to that of a bull. Abai Omar, Abai gives a third reason for the Chachamim, why you can't use the horn of a, of a bull. The Pasuk says one shofar, not two or three. The way the para grows, its horn, keeping the koi gildi gildi, new layers grow each year. In other words, as the horn gets bigger, it grows. It's a natural item. It grows in the, it's part of the body of the animal. As it grows each year, as one layer ends, as it grows, like at the end of the season, a new layer begins. It doesn't grow out flat and straight like we have on our shofars. It comes out in layers. And therefore, it looks like, it looks like two or three shofars. This is a technical reason. You can't use that of a, the shofar of a bull because it's not one shofar, it's two or three. I have a ton of Shum Karen. It's the same argument we said before, but that's, that's a nice reason. But our argument in the Mishnah is because it's called Karen, not because, because it's called Karen, it's not called shofar, not because it's two or three shofars. So it's giving several reasons. The first reason is an obvious reason. Because the Tabasik says use one shofar, not two or three. And that of a bull is like two or three shofars. The Odin, the second reason they shoot Karen, because it's called Karen, not called shofar. 
Rabbi Yosu Mukhar, Rabbi Yosu argue the Kamrat Shofar Echad Amrachman of Loshnam Shalosh. Is this that you say that Rabbi Yosu says you may use the the horn, the shofar of a bull? Uh, I it's called it's two or three shofar. He says you say it's only you're only allowed to use one shofar. And this is two or three. Even the Mechabri Adadi since they're attached. Chado, uh, it's considered one. Yes, there are layers there, but it's all attached. It's one piece. Therefore, it's like it's one. Udukam neishu karen. This that you argue, it's called karen. Kol shavas not meet karen. Rabbi Yossi held that all shavas are called karen, and the Rabbanan said that that the uh, all all shavas are called karen, but not all karen are called shofar. My mash with the hayuvelishim dicher. If you go back to the pasuk in the mission, the mission says, how do you know the shofars are called karen? It says mshoch bekarei over when you when you hear the blast. Of the horn of the yovel. What's the yovel? So the yovel is a ram, the ram's horn. When you hear the blast of the ram, so that that was Rabbi Yossi's proof that shofars are also called karen because he's speaking about the shofar, talking about a, a ram's horn, our classic shofar, ram's horn. It's called karen. So how do you know that yovel means means a dichra, a a ram? That's a male sheep. How do you know that? When I went to Arabia, I know because they used to call there, they used to call the, the, the ram, the male sheep, they would call it Yobel. So they, they used that word. So we know when the Pusik says Yobel, we didn't know what the word Yobel meant. So we see it from the way, from the vernacular there. Now we're going to have other things that were people didn't know the word, and I found out what it was. When I went to that place, I called Galmuda. They called a woman who was a need, they called her Galmuda. What is Galmuda? My Galmuda. Gumula Domi Bala. This woman is removed from her husband. That's what she's needing. She's removed. Gumula who? She's removed, like weaning. She's been, you know, like by has been removed from his mother. So it's Gumula Domi Bala. Remember, Kim Shalachla Africa. When I went to Africa, you call him Lameak Sita. Lamaak Sita, not Meak Sita. The Pasik says Meak Sita. They used to call Amaa. Amaa is a sixth of a dinner. Um, and they would call that exita, the Mayanafkamina, the Prusha, to explain the Pusik. The Pusik says, you bought, he bought it for me exita. Me exita, that's what it says in the, the rice and the Pusik. So you know what that means? It means me donkey. It means a hundred sixth of a, uh, of, a, uh, of a dinner. So it's about 16 and two thirds dinner altogether. That's what a hundred exita is worth. Amurabi. Pardon? Mazematbeya shahu shishit dinner. Dinner bezuzel todavar. As <laughs> When I went to the seaside cities, they called machira a sail, kira. They call that a kira, which is we all like an oven. But I guess you know kira is like a shortened version of machira. So when people say morning, they really mean good morning. But you know, you just it's an abbreviated form. Lemechira, they call it Kemanaf Kamina. Lefrusha, to explain the Pasuk. Pasuk says, Asher Karisili. What does it mean, Karisili? Does that mean that I made a bris? I, I, I cut it? No, Karisili means I acquired. Karisi is another form of uh, that, I, that I bought or sold something. When I went to the edge or to the vicinity of Kanishraya, Kala Ninfi, they would call a Kala a bride, they would call her Ninfi, Ulatanagal Sechvi, and they call it Tanagal Sechvi. The Kalaninfi, what's that based on? 
Michael, the Apostle says, Yefeno, a beautiful view, Mesoskalarts, rejoicing the whole land. They called a chicken or a rooster. They call a rooster a, a sechvi. What does that mean? Sechvi means as to have a vision, to see. Rashi says, If you look down, Who put in the tuchos? Who put in the uh, sections? Chalukas, we'll see what that means in a minute. Who put chokma in the sections? Who gave the rooster understanding? So you see over here that uh, when he went to these places, they would call a kalaninfi on Lantanagal Sefi. So based on the Pasuk, that Lantanagal Sefi, because the Pasuk says, uh, uh, the Pasuk says, who gave, under, who gave uh, wisdom to the Tuchot and who gave understanding to the Sefi? Mishas betuchos chokma el kloyos. Who gave the, the kidneys are always the ones to, it's understood that the, it, it's, you know, like you'll, you're, you're, Heart has understanding, and the kidney has wisdom. The kidneys have wisdom. Ominas and Sachvina, who gave that Tarnagol, who gave uh, the Tarnagol, the rooster, the understanding, as I guess to when to wake up in the morning or whatever he knows. Yeah, right, right. Who gave the understanding to for that? That's Hashem. So um, when it says when it says Misas Sachvina, right, we know that it means now that now. But when the pasuk of Misas Sachvina, we didn't know what Sachvi was. So the answer is when he went there, he found out they used to call a rooster, they would call that a sefi. Levi uh, came to a city, arrived at a city, also a man came for him, Kavan Planya, that guy, Kavan. <laughs> what does that mean, Kavan? So Rashi tells us, right, it means Gazlani, he stole from me. Kavani Planya, Lavi my Kamar. He says, that guy, Kavan. If somebody would come up and say, Yankel over there, Kavan. What does that mean? Yankel did what? You know, did what? Love you on my camera, huh? Lyman. Lyman? Ah, Lyman. Ah. So he says, he says, my camera, I didn't know what he said. Also, showed me, he came to the shul. So, Levi said, I didn't know what this coming funny. So, he came to the base medrash. Uh, they told him Goslin. It means that, Kavan uh, means he stole. So, you should know what he was saying was that Yankel stole from him. Funny stole from him. Uh, 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 I'm like Gazan Amalchad. He told you that guy stole the chesiv. It says Vayikva Adam Elokim. Can a man steal from God? And the pasuk goes on. Rashi says, and you'll say, but how could I steal? By mice from Truma. If you didn't give mice from Truma, you stole from God. But the point George is, it means stealing. Has, a, has an essay on this. Uh, Pardon? George's father. So yeah, yeah. Has a thing just on this pasuk with with uh, steal and stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, so the Torah comes by, he asked me the same question. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, it's in the Torah. So he followed him. Rashi brings down, Rashi brings down the uh, that whole thing. He says it on the side. So, Amalite. 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 So Rava said, you know what? If, if I would have been there, like, what happened? This lady went there. The guy says to him, hey, that guy, Kavan. I didn't, ladies, I don't know what it was. I went to the shul. The shul, somebody says, oh, means he stole from you. He stole from that guy. So uh, Rava says, Rava Marnish says, Ravashi, had I been there, had I been there, I wouldn't have to go. Shlep to the base manager. I would have interrogated him a little bit to try to see what he meant. The guy comes over and says, Kavan Plony, oh yeah, Plony did that to you? Well, I would have said, well, like, how did he do it? With what did he do it? But Michael, why did he do it? In other words, I would have asked him, and as you, what you say is you try to figure it out from the context. He says, this guy, Kavi, this guy did this to me, 
So I said, well, how did he do it to you? With what did he do it? You know, why did he do it to you? Well, may have he done it. And then I would have figured out that he must have meant stealing. The you suffer. But Levi felt, no, maybe he just meant covering plenty. Maybe he meant that Plane did some terrible thing. He could have done, there's a lot of terrible things in, in the in sickness, hundreds of virus. So he might have done some terrible thing. He didn't mean to say necessarily did it to something to me. So therefore he didn't know what it meant and therefore he went to the shul and he asked. Levi Rabbanah my sirugin. The Rabbanah didn't know what the word was sirugin. Sirugin means like to jump around or at intervals, right? But they, originally they didn't know what that word. Shemula Amsud Bey Rabbi, they heard from the maid servant of Rabbi's house. She was a big Tamar Chacham. The she saw the rabbis, she saw the rabbis coming into Rabbi at intervals a little bit. They didn't all come together. Amalu, Amalu, he told, she told them, until when are you going to come in a little bit at a time, right? Mm-hmm. I always give the example I've said many times that, you know, that, that, uh, when we were kids, we all learned Chumash, right? And it says if an Ebed is six years, right, and he wants to stay on, I, I like my Rebbe, uh, they, they take him to the, uh, you know, to the Delet and they, and they um, pierce his ear, right? It says, it, it, what's the Pusik? What does the Pusik say? With what, what's, how's it called in, the, in Hebrew? Bamartseya. So he takes, an, in English, they always translate that as an all, A W L. With the Matseya, so I figure some sort of a puncturing uh, thing there. So, but I never saw one. I didn't know what it was until I made aliyah and I took a, and I went to the puncheria. The first, you know, you get you get your things in the right way, and the, and the guy calls the Arab, Ahmed, Pavili at the Marseya, bring me the Marseya. And I saw it's basically it's a screwdriver with a point at the end. It's not a flat or a Phillips. It's a pointed screwdriver. That's that's an all. That's an all. But I didn't know what an all was. And the kids said, all. Oh, oh, it's an all. Oh, now I understand. Right. <laughs> Yes, we didn't do home repairs. They said every kid, the kids in America, no, I'm not saying you puncture with an awl. So what's an awl? You know? Like I said, they have the best ones. Yeah. What do you mean? But he's got, he's got a, yeah, it's a puncher. That's a real Marseille. Yeah, maybe. I'm guessing that the one that they had in the Chumash was a, uh, was more the screwdriver kind. I don't think they had the real with the Zachar the Kim, you understand? Yeah, no, but you don't have the, you're talking about a one-hole punch, right? You're talking about a one-hole punch as opposed, right? A one-hole puncher, right? Huh? Well, wait, no, he's talking about a one-hole punch. He's saying that the Sandler has a one-hole punch. You get a belt and it doesn't have enough holes in it. You take it to him, he's got one of those one-hole punches, right? So that's a, but that's not at all, right? They tra- whatever it is, they translate this at all. Anyway, the point is that it's the same idea. I didn't know what the word meant until I came to this guy and I learned from the Arab what it all was. He was a lecturer. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, um, that's right. That's Mar- is it spelled the same way, Michael? Martzeh? Martzeh. That's Martzeh or Martzah. Right? Or if it's, a, if it's a lady lecture, it's a no, Marza. Marza or Marza. There's no so Aleph in there. The the so it's, a, it's Mem Reish Tzadik, hey, as opposed to an ayin in this case, right? Close. Close, but no cigar, right? That's a Marzea, this is a Marza. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the lecture, the lecture. Right, 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 sure. Okay, anyway, so, so he didn't know what, they didn't know what Sirugan was, so they heard, they heard Rebbe's maidservant telling, these, telling the yeshiva guys, why are you coming in a little bit of time, and I got to constantly run to the door and let you in, 
come in at one shot. So they learn siruga means at intervals. Some sort of a vegetable, chaluglugos. So they didn't know what it was. One day, Shemur Alam said, Rabbi, the Rabbi, the Chosesla, who gave her, she saw a man, the Kamavada Parpachinea, who was, um, he was peeling, um, he was peeling Parpachinea, which was the known vegetable. Omrile, she told him, until when are you going to keep peeling those chaluglos? So they understood then that chaluglos is the same as Parpachinea, if you know what that means, right? Parpachinea is some sort of a Yerik Shikar and Orkli. Okay. Love you, Rabbana Mai, Salsula Vatromeka. Pasik says Salsula, Salsula, and like, you know, work it over. Rashi says, Chapos, search, turn it over, you know, turn it over and over, the Matmanam Shatar means turn over and like really dig into the uh, secrets of the Torah, Vatromeka, and it will exalt you. They didn't know what the word Salsula meant. Obviously, it meant something about the Torah, but they didn't know exactly what it meant. So Yomachad they heard Shamur they heard Lamsad Bay Rebbe Davis Armalah Gavish told the man Davi Kamahapak Masari he was curling his hair, right? He's curling his hair. Armalay Admasayat Masasarakha. So when are you gonna keep curling, turning over your hair? So they understood then that Masasal means to turn over, to search, you know, to go into it deeply, and that's what it meant by the Torah. Turn over the words of the to Torah curl. over and over again until you understand to it. Curl. Curl, like curling. I'll tell you when you'll keep curling your hair. That's what we say. Salsa we say anonymous miro, we say, right? He says, Sal Salim is, is also uh, curls, right? So, but they didn't know what it meant. They, they didn't know. Sal Salim means, so it means curl it, so, you know, turn it over and over again, search, dig into it. They didn't know what that word meant at all. It says, and do something with the matate of Hashmad. So, because we know that a matate is a basin, a, a, a broom. Right? But you do it with matate hashmad of destruction. The same, I don't know if it's the same woman, but the Amsterdam Rebbe, that was Amalchav, she was telling her friend, Shakol Tatsa said, Take your broom, and sweep the house. So they understood meant is you'll be swept with the broom of destruction. That's how you translate the Pusik, Amatate, that's what we mean. We know that means that that's another, that's another um, word. Matate, it's in Yeshaya, so presumably it's Hebrew, but it's certainly spelled like Aramaic. It looks like an Aramaic word, but Matate with an alpha at the end, right? It's not Yiddish. It's not, it's not Yiddish. <laughs> Could have said room also, yeah. I saw in the, in, the, in the English, he calls it the basin. The basin is Yiddish or German, right? German and basin. How do you say, um, uh, how do you say a broom in German? In Yiddish, it's basin. B E S O M. But I saw it spelled in English. He knows, he knows German very well. How do you say German? He doesn't sweep. He doesn't sweep. Okay. Um, he doesn't speak. He doesn't sleep. Um, but anyway, it means, it means a... Uh, no, but apparently the word has more... Maybe it's in, in English, French it's also. A, no, it's, it's in an old usage. Old usage of Bezim, right, right. Probably French too or something. Who knows? So they, they learned it from there what it meant. Some, a word, all these words, we know today what they mean. But uh, they, he, they, originally they didn't know. Um, throw upon your uh, throw upon God Yahavcha. So you didn't know what Yahav what Yahav meant. There's a bank called Yahav, right? I don't know why it's called that. Uh, and he will sustain you. He'll support you, sustain you. So they didn't know what Yahav meant. Throw this on God, and he will sustain you. 
Once I was going with an Arab on the road, uh, and I was schlepping my baggage, my package, and he told me, take your package, you know, your bundle, and throw it on one of my camels. Or I schlep it, you know, here, use one of my camels. So you see, Yahav means packages. So the Pasuk saying is, Throw all your tsaros on Hashem and he'll support you. In other words, uh, what's that sign that says that the kids have in the yeshiva that says, you know, uh, you know, good morning, you know, uh, I'm God, I'm going to take care of your problems so you don't have to worry. It's all on, it's on my shoulders, right? So that's the idea of Yahavcha. Why is it called Banki Yahav? Because <laughs> you bring your load and you... And they'll keep it for you. <laughs> the puzzle makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You give me your money and we'll Yeah, maybe that's what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you back some of it. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, I thought he was talking about Marshall Tito. <laughs> It's like it's like a phrase in Hebrew, you know. Yeah. From what? From that Agashash or something that they had that. One of those comedy groups had this. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Shofar shel Rosh Hashanah. The shofar they use in the base Hamikdash in Rosh Hashanah. Shel Yael, made of a Yael. Who can translate Yael? An antelope or a wild goat, a mountain goat. A female, female wild goat. So the shofar of Rosh Hashanah of Yael Pashut is it's a straight one. In other words, the out of an antelope, it's like the shofar that we have is are, are straight. They're not curved and curved. Upib and its mouth was covered with gold. Now this is the one they use in the base mitzvah, not the one we use. And even the one we use mitzvah is not right where you put your mouth. In other words, it's near the opening, but. You, you can't be right covering the mouth because then the sound that it's made is from the sound of the gold, not from the shofar. The Gemara will explain that it means it means it's near, at the, near the mouth, but not literally where you put your mouth, where you put your mouth. It means the, near the mouth of the shofar that's, that, that was covered with gold. They put gold. And they had two trumpets on the sides. In other words, the main one is the shofar. And then they had two, sumpet, two, the two trumpets accompanying the shofar on the sides. Shofar marich, the shofar continued on, so you heard the blast of the shofar when you couldn't, after the chatzotzot's finished, chatzotzot's makatzot's. In other words, even though they all blew together, but the chatzotzot's would stop, and then you'd hear the shofar afterwards, so you hear the, vo- the, the sound of the shofar. The Gemara will talk about this tomorrow, Mitzvah. Shemitzvah Yom B'Shofar. The Mitzvah of the Yom is with the shofar, meaning the main thing of shofar, of Rosh Hashanah, is to use the shofar, which was, as we're saying, which was a straight um, a straight one of the El Pashud, and that's the main one. So that continues on. That that the blast of the shofar continues on after the chatzotros have stopped. Uvetanios on fast days in the base megdash. Then they used a different kind. Bishal scharim kfufin. Then they used ram's horns. Schar means a male a male sheep a ram, which were curved. The real ram's horn. They used those. Upiyim mitzubekesef, and they used the, and they they cover those on silver to differentiate the tanios was not as obviously as choshev as Rosh Hashanah. Uh, and now the chotos were in the middle. So in the middle indicates that there were two shofars on the side. Now it's in the first one in Rosh Hashanah. It sounds like one shofar in the middle and two chotos inside a total of three instruments. Here it's mashma that there are four instruments because it says the two chotos, which are the main thing, shofar makatsu. Here the shofar, which were on the sides, accompanying the chotos, they shortened their blasts. The chotos marichas and the trumpets in the middle were uh, lengthened then, because this is all drabonin, and it's on, on the tanis, 
the Tanis, the main thing is to show, uh, was to pray to Hashem, and there we do show we're different than Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. By Yom Kippur, we don't mean the blast at the end of Yom Kippur that Michael blows. We're talking about the blast of the, on Yovel, and Yovel and Yom Kippur, when they blow the shofar to free the slaves, etc. So, Shavah HaMakatz V'chatzim Reifesh, Mitzvah Yom HaChatzim. Shavah Yovel Rosh Hashanah. Now, on, the, on Yovel, which again means on Yom Kippur of Yovel when they blow the shofar to free the slaves and the, all the land, all, everybody's, the, the, the bought properties are returned, that's like Rosh Hashanah Litkia in the sense that you use uh, the shofar of a Ya'el Pashud, a straight one of a, of a Ya'el, uh, the brachos, and the brachos meaning on Rosh Hashanah we do the, the nine brachos, Malchia, Sechon, Shavas, three, three apiece, right? Well, not really. Uh, it, means, it means nine brachos total in the Shemonesre, which includes, which includes the first three, last three, and the Malchus Shafros. So on Yom Kippur of Yovel, today we have all Yom Kippurs, but on Yom Kippur of Yovel they also did uh, nine brachas, as opposed to Shabbos, which is, uh, which is seven. So here we have on Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur Rosh Hashanah, they had nine. Rabbi Yudomer, Rabbi Yudomer disagrees with the Tanakam, and he says, Rosh Hashanah togen b'shalsharam. He says, no, on Rosh Hashanah, you don't use a Ya'el Pashut, but rather you use a ram's horn, which is curved. He disagrees with Tanakama. Ubi Yovus Bashal Ya'elam. And a Yovel, you should use Ya'el. So we said that the Tanakama said that a Yovel of Yom Kippur, meaning Yom Kippur, is like Rosh Hashanah because it's learned out of a Pusik shit. It says the sixth month, the seventh month, the seventh month. It's like so therefore we use the Yovel the same as Rosh Hashanah. In other words, Yovel, so to speak, follows whatever Rosh Hashanah does. Rabbi says, no. He doesn't hold the Xavier Shava. He says in Rosh Hashanah, you use a a ram's horn, a curved one, and a yovel, you use a straight one. Tomorrow we'll explain. How can you disagree? What was it? What it was? I mean, no, uh, the question is, what are you supposed to use? What did they use? That's that's always the disagreement. What did they use? Well, how did they? How did they? Uh, how did they? How did they? How did they? Yeah. Okay. How did they? How were they knowing? We just had four or five different sheets in terms of uh, how they were makadish uh, the the new moon. You know, so they only do this. Some says, some say no. They had to go by the, the schedule. They, you know, they couldn't delay it. Some they could. Different opinions. So why don't you just ask somebody? Did we? are not sure what they did. So Levi says, Levi is an Amora. He says on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur they used a curved ram's horn, and on all year round they used a straight one. I mean, all year round meaning on the Tanaisim. I've had time we learned Shofar Shofar Shana Shayel The Tanakhama said in our Mishnah, the Rosh Hashanah uses a straight one, not a curved one. Huda Ramaki Haitani. He goes like Rabbi Huda. The Tanya Rabbi Huda said at the end of Mishnah, Rosh Hashanah, you talk about Shel Scharim Kafufin Uvi Yovus B'Shal Yehelam. So, so Levi goes like like uh, like Rabbi Huda. We'll see. It's not a hundred percent like like Rabbi Huda. But he goes like Rabbi Huda in Rosh Hashanah that he says in Rosh Hashanah they used a curved one. In other words, he doesn't go like the Tanakhama. So, why didn't you say Lachas like Rabbi Yehuda? Well, it's pretty obvious already because Rabbi Levi said that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is Kfufin, and Rabbi Yehuda clearly said the Yovel is that of a Yael Pashut. So, even the one used on Yovel of Yom Kippur also would be what? Would be a curved one. Come He holds like Rabbi rather rather not. That, that, that he holds it like. Rabbi Yudah says that that of Rosh Hashanah is a curved one, and that Yovel is a straight one. So if you say Allah is like Rabbi I think Allah is like all over. I feel Yovel also. He holds like Rabbi Yudah that Rabbi Yudah says doesn't hold the Gzei Shava and holds that Rosh Hashanah is curved and Yom Kippur's is straight. Kamash Malam, 
this therefore comes to teach us the Reb Levi says mitzvah shalashana vishal yom kippur bekfufin. So there's really, so to speak, like three opinions over here, right? Because uh, the Tanakhama holds that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is a straight one, and all the Tanios is a curved one. Rabbi holds, he mixes it. He says Rabbi Yudah says Rosh Hashanah is a curved one, and Yovel is a straight one. So he holds like the Tanakhama when it comes to Yovel. And Rabbi Levi says that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is with a curved one. Micah, what's the basis of the Machlokas? Marasov of Rosh Hashanah, so some don't have the girsa. Look at Rashi carefully. Rashi doesn't have the words of date. Rosh Hashanah, the more a person is bent over, doesn't mean his das is bent over. It means he literally could be bent over. That's why people bow, bow over on you. A lot of people bow on Rosh Hashanah Kippur, bent over. So it's coming to the Chayef Inish. Mali, it's better. That's Rabbi opinion. Therefore, he says she, the, the, the ram's horn, besides us, besides the fact that it's supposed to remind us of Akedis Yitzchak, you know, that Akedis Yitzchak, uh, besides that, the, the uh, um, you know, the aisle the, uh, uh, reminds us, you know, since it's the ram of a, uh, it's, the, uh, it's the horn of a ram, reminds us of Akedis Yitzchak. Besides that, the, the fact that it's curved reminds us that we're supposed to be curved over ourselves. Come with the kaif in the daite inish either the argument girsa has daite some don't have it male is better and therefore in Rosh Hashanah you should you should have used a curve one that's right here pardon the more he's bent over the more he's male he's male yeah yeah over Yom Kippurim over Yom Kippurim come with the pashi inish daite tfe male and Yom Kippur it's Yom Kippur is the Yom Kippur on Yovel. Uh, because we, the, the idea there is not to be bent over. We're not talking about um, our davening on Yom Kippur. We're talking when you blow the shofar on Yom Kippur to free the slaves, right? By being approved from the Yobla, Shane Likro drawer to call out freedom, and shoot them, you use straight ones. And he doesn't know the Xer Shava, that's Rabutus. Rabutus says on Rosh Hashanah it's better to use the curved ones to symbolize the fact that we are bent over, however you want to display how we're bent over. On, on Yobla, though, Yobla is just meant, meant to be free. Freedom, let's call freedom, let's be straight out. That's how Rabbi looks at it. Rosh Hashanah came with the pashit inish. Again, do you have the word date or not? It doesn't seem to have date. Came with the pashit inish tveit mali. The more you're straight, as it says, nisto levenu el kapayim. Raise our hearts up to Hashem. Just straight, simple, simple uh, davening. Shutin betfilu hilkach. Rosh Hashanah betshutin del tfilu. Just like you know, be a simple thing. Just simple davening to Hashem is, is simple. Therefore, use that and. On Yom Kippur, there's Xavier Shava to Rosh Hashanah. That's why Yom Kippur on, on Yobel, we also use a straight one because of that. But with Taniyos, come with the Kai finish Daitit Feimal. But on on uh, on um, fast days, when we're you know praying to Hashem and we're bowing down to Hashem, we're beseeching Him to do us a favor and give us some rain and or save us from whatever the situation is. Then we should be bent over, and that's symbolized by the curved ram. Rashi says, "Come with the Pashid at Fei Adif." We're just gathering the people together and bowing down. He holds like Rabbiuda, Lotfila being in Kfufin, should be bent over. He holds like the Xer Shava, Levi holds that, like the Tanakama, that the Yobel is Xer Shava to Rosh Hashanah. So if in Rosh Hashanah we have a curved one, Rosh Hashanah Kramban, Hilkar Tavai, therefore both of them have to be bent over. All right, we'll pick it up tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Uh, tomorrow we're learning at quarter to eight, 7.45, Daf Chav Zayin, 7.45. And on Thursday, Mitzvah Shem, we'll learn at the usual time at 5.30. Chai Sameach.